Hi, my name is Adam. Hi, my name is Bridget. And we've never seen, seen the, the running, running man. man. Had to get a running start there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a relay. <laughs> Not sure if you've seen it. <laughs> to another episode of Fine I'll Watch It. You heard my name up top. My name is Adam. As always, I'm joined by... Johnny. And we have a special guest this week because they are a super fan of the movie The Running Man. Brian, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Now, it has been quite some time since you've been on. You originally joined us to watch the film Alien. Have you thought at all about Alien or the Alien franchise since you left? Uh, not really, no. Um, I have not been inspired to see any of the other of the alien movies uh and i've not been inspired to watch that movie again and i haven't really much thought about it to be honest with you but i did enjoy my experience and wouldn't change it for the world cool back for more now you are in a different sort of scenario this time as you are here on the show where we show somebody anybody sometimes multiple people a movie they've never seen before that they absolutely should have that movie as we've said, is 1987's, I don't have it up in front of me, The Running Man. Mm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why you like this film so much and why you're excited to show it to Bridget and myself. Uh, I'm, I am excited. Um, it's a film of my childhood. It's a movie that I watched with friends and I would show people like in college, like, hey, we're going to watch this movie. It's one of the few movies I've ever purchased on DVD. I don't know where it is now, but out of like the four DVDs I've ever bought in my life, it's one of them. I feel like it's an important movie. I am excited because it's it's it has a lot. Um, it's it's a it's a mixed bag, and I think there's something in it for everybody. Uh, I don't want to give too much away about what uh, goes on in that movie, uh, but I feel like you know everyone's gonna have a blast, and I I'm, I think Bridget will love it too because it's it's. It's that crazy action zaniness that that you you crave, and I think a lot of people crave as well too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I I'm confident, and I think this will be fun because I think everybody's gonna love it. Um, and if not, I'll be very upset. Uh, so I'll be watching intently. I'll be watching you guys more than the movie because I want to. Uh, I want you guys to have fun, and I want to experience your excitement and magic uh, through th- experience the magic through your eyes, much like how a child experiences Christmas, and you and you enjoy <laughs> the look on a child's face where they they s- sense old Saint Nick coming down the chimney, <laughs> <laughs> but only instead of a a man in a red suit coming down the chimney, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger shooting down a tube. At hundreds of miles an hour, okay, well, uh, spoiler alert, yeah, but I ha- I can't, I'm, I'm bursting at the seams. <laughs> be careful. You don't want to get too far down the spoilery, spoilery rabbit hole here, um, but I'm glad that you'll be able to watch us, because I know the last time that you were here with us, we were all separate, so there's no, there was no chance to watch it through your eyes when you were here, so this will be a good, yes. good opportunity for you. So before we get to the people that have not seen it, we might as well stick with the people who have. Now, Johnny, you have seen this movie, what is kind of... Your remembrance of it, your opinions of it, what does it hold a special place in your heart? Would you equate it to any holidays with old men in costumes <laughs> or 
you know, bunnies that lay eggs or anything like that? Any? Uh, yeah, no holidays. Um, <laughs> uh, but I will say I'm probably closer to your guys' experience with this movie than I am Brian's because I did see this a very long time ago. I don't really remember a lot. I do remember said tube. So okay. that's what I remember. That was literally the only thing I was going to bring up. But I probably was just not going to because I think it might be a spoiler. But yeah, one of those tapes that was just in my parents' cabinet. Uh, it probably had like scanners and like Soylent Green on the same tape. Something sort of like 80, 70 sci-fi. They did, they did some sort of attempt to make the tapes mm-hmm. together in one way or another. Your parents were the original like, DVD combo pack? Basically, yeah. <laughs> And they're very economical. They always, like, taped over the credits, so I always miss, like, one or a few seconds of, like, every movie. Like, The Goonies, I've never saw that jailhouse. What? Everyone see The Goonies? Yes. Yes. Okay, the jailhouse scene in the beginning. Like, I never saw that scene ever. Because the credits are playing during it. Right, right. I mean, it it only just informs the whole movie, but... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen The Goonies. Why didn't you speak up when we said everyone's seen The Goonies? I, I, I... There's a jailhouse. I, just, I, I enjoyed the moment where everybody nodded and it made me – I wanted to be a part of that, but now I must come clean. Yeah, this is audio, not video. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted – yeah, I wanted to belong to that and share in that moment with you guys, but then my guilt got the best of me and now I'm coming clean. But I have not seen The Goonies, but I, I'm aware of, of The Goonies. Yeah. Um, perhaps another episode. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things like, oh, I feel like I've seen it, but you haven't. You know, through we've had, we've had through a few everybody's of those on the show, yeah. yeah. So. And there's some on the list that like we haven't gotten to because of that. Like we need someone who has known nothing about it before we yeah. can attempt it. Yes. What is a goon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's but the don't yeah don't think that way about the Running Man because it, it it transcends that. Um, I hope you guys don't have any any uh, you know thoughts or have a predisposition of of what you think it may be because it, it'll blow your expectations out of the water anyway. So okay. Okay, well, speaking of, Bridget, what expectations do you have and what do you already know about this? Maybe why you haven't seen it yet to this point? Um, I do know that it's one of Brian's favorites. He's been wanting us to do this on the show. Okay. Mentions it basically weekly every time I come back. (laughs) Did you do Running Man yet? What are you guys doing Running Man? Um, And can I be on it? Right right now and of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening. Uh, I don't know too much about this movie and what I do know, I wasn't even sure of until Brian said something. Like, I know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it. I think there's a game show element. I know it's sci-fi, uh, maybe dystopian future kind of thing, but that's about it. No expectations other than I think Brian's going to have a great time. For sure. Unless he's watching you and you're not having a good time. No, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. No he just won't be in the second part of the podcast then. <laughs> pressure's on. Johnny, you're giving Bridget a ride home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call an Uber. Um, how about you, Adam? Um, so I don't... I know next to nothing about this. This is one of those things where in my head I always confuse it with Logan's run. Just yeah. because they're both sci-fi dystopian futuristic movies with the word run in it. Uh, or Total Recall, which is... Is that similar? Oh, Schwarzenegger is yeah. at least in it, yeah. Yeah, so that's like, I had to look up to be like, okay, which one is this one again? Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. And this is, this does have game show relatedness to it. Um, so I did know that. Uh, I know, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger looked up some of the cast briefly just before this. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer James Brown is in this movie. We get a 
a return from some other cast members that Arnold has shared the screen with in, in other movies that we've watched. Um, so be on the lookout for that as well. Because uh, I think we only watched the one Arnold movie, uh, which was Predator. So, right. Um, but yeah, not too much about this. I did confirm it is 1987. I don't know why I've never seen it before. Uh, I guess Brian never pressured me as a youngin to, to watch this. It was one of those that was like perpetually on cable television, I mm. believe, as well. I don't, it may have been one of those like random uh, action movies that you'd see on Comedy Central. Uh, or or perhaps like TBS or, or one one of those channels that just a TNN TNN yeah the screen TNT or whatever that was yeah so it, it's it, it's it's awesome it's one of those it's got that rare movie thing where it's like in the distant future of 2019 where yeah. the world is destroyed they were off a couple years but but it's just awesome that. It's got that like rare movie thing where it's, you know, it's, you can't even imagine like the, it's so far in the future and it's just like we're past that now. And, and obviously, yeah, we, the same thing can happen with Robocop, I think. Yeah. yeah. Robocop and Back, to, yeah, the future back to the Future, too. Yeah. Was it 2005 they were talking about? 2015. Oh, 15, yeah. Yeah. And so we completely surpassed that and weren't even close to flying cars or rehydrated Pizza Hut. Yeah. So. <laughs> and we stopped at Jaws 4. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We didn't make it to nine. So they could have. I think they had the time. <laughs> I know you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed that this is not the future that was promised in the the, the Running Man uh, movie. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you may we'll yeah. be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Brian, we talked about it when we watched Predator a little bit about what we think of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So the fact that we all know that he is in this movie. What are some of your favorite of his filmography beyond this? Oh wow! Um, I mean, Predator is a classic. Uh, I, I, you know, I saw the Sixth Day in the theater when it came out. <laughs> God, other than that, I mean, I mean, obviously, um, Jingle Jingle All the Way mm-hmm. too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the classics with Kindergarten Cop as well too. But yeah, I mean. I, Oh, in um, twins. God. Well, no. What's the one where um, it's like his first movie? Conan. Conan. Well, yeah. Well, no, no. Hercules in New York is funny. Have you seen Hercules in New York? I don't no. think so. Oh, is that where he gets dubbed? He gets that dubbed. One? Yeah, because I don't even think he can speak English at that point. Yeah. And uh, that's that's it's like a really really bad movie, but um, he's like peak Mister Olympia in that. Uh, so he looks great. Um, but it's a disaster. Uh, <laughs> but it helped launch a career. So it it's, did, yeah. It's very important and impactful. Yeah. I mean, who isn't an Arnold fan? I'm sure there are some people. I don't want to know them. <laughs> Interesting. Fair enough. Now, do you guys know anything about the director of this film? I don't know who oh, the director is. Oh, he directed Kazam. He did direct Kazam. You were right, Brian. Um, so his name, let me pull it up because I had it here a second ago. Is Paul Michael Paul Michael Glazer? Uh, you may know him as the original uh, Dave Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. Okay. Uh, and then he went on to direct such films as Kazam, uh, The Air Up There, The Cutting Edge, this movie, Miami Vice episodes, and a bunch of TV. So, okay. doesn't have a huge long list of directorial things. Have you guys ever seen Starsky and Hutch? Not the original TV no. show. No. 
Well, it wouldn't inform uh, anything about this movie had you. (laughs) At least you could be like, oh, I'm a fan of the person. Yeah. And the one thing I've seen. <laughs> How do we all feel about Gene Hackman? <laughs> Gene Hackman's great. Um, do you guys like the movie Kazam? Have you seen the movie Kazam? I have not seen Kazam yet. I have either. not seen Kazam. Oh, yeah. We should do Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian. Oh, that's a good... Yeah, it's, I've, I've seen that a lot of times, too. I still remember some scenes in my mind. I mean, th- th- I don't want to get into any spoilers, but... Kazam is good, I feel. <laughs> Is that the genie one with Shaq? Yes. Yes. Okay. Not to be confused with Shazam, the genie movie with Sinbad, that does not exist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah, that's the Mandela effect. That people that swear people that that was the movie they had as a kid, but they didn't. Yeah. It didn't exist. That movie exists in the future where the Running Man is real. Yeah, different universe. <laughs> the future that we were promised <laughs> yeah. in the Running Man. Those kids would be so disappointed to live in our future that yeah. doesn't have that and doesn't have Shazam. Yeah. How Same disappointing. Timeline. But I think Kazam would definitely be worth doing. Yeah, we should. I'll put it on the list. Is there a, is there a month that we can do genie related? <laughs> oh God! It's another month you have to find a guest. <laughs> Johnny's not here for Genie June. We'll do Genie June next do year. Genie June, yeah. Genie June. Okay. Call me when you guys do Return of Jafar. All right, I'll go. For that. <laughs> I've never seen Return of Jafar. I've only seen the first Aladdin or Prince of Thieves, A Hundred Thieves, Land of a Thousand Thieves. Return to Far as a Sleeper. A thousand one thieves to see before you die. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the third one was. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, is there anything else that you want us to know going in to prepare us for this film that we are I about mean, to watch? I don't want to give anything else away, but I think I think going into like any movie, like the less you know, the better. You mm-hmm. just want to be surprised. Um, so just, you know, just get ready. That's all. Okay. Just get ready. Prepare yourself. Johnny, Bridget, anything else you guys want to discuss before we sit down and watch this? Very important film in Brian's life. I'm very excited. Same here. Cool. All right. Well, Bridget, what do we have to say for ourselves? Fine. Fine. I'll, I'll watch, watch it. We are back. We have just finished watching 1987's Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle, The Running Man. Now, Bridget, you and I both have not seen this movie, but since I'm talking, I'm going to throw to you to see how you're feeling mm-hmm. after watching this film. Well, the song at the end really just punched it up another level. I'm a little wigged out by how prescient this not good movie was <laughs> that i i'm unsettled wow, I, I think okay. is my my overall feeling okay how are you feeling i loved it i thought it was fantastic in all of the best 80s mm-hmm. action movie ways it had giant explosions 
It had Arnold Schwarzenegger with probably some of his best one-liners outside of Batman and Robin in terms of cringy, cheap, on the nose, but just hits in the right way. Some brand. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. The story was fun. Like, it was a good, nice little cohesive thing. There wasn't too much to it. And honestly, I'm just kind of happy that I was able to just kind of turn my brain off for the hour 45, considering we've just watched The Master and The Player and, like, all of these things that have underlying currents and, like, deep thought, deep dive things. Like, it was nice to just 80s action yeah. it up with the, with big explosions and whatnot. So I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Johnny, you said you hadn't seen this in a good probably... 20 plus, maybe 30 years. Uh, What did you think after revisiting this? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. It's definitely, it's got like a very sort of like, uh, like cheap budget vibe going on Mm -hmm. very much. Especially Dynamo. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I started recognizing things here and there, particularly the tube sequences um, and the game show element about the audience. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the sort of like video game aspect of it where you're sort of fighting different bosses and Yeah. Uh that was a lot of fun and uh, all the bosses the bosses were uh really fun to watch. So, I enjoyed it. And the music rips like you said. Yeah. Absolutely cooks. Um now Brian, this is something that you are here specifically uh, <laughs> to discuss with us and you yes. mentioned in the pre-show that you were very much looking forward to watching this through our eyes for the first time. Uh, how is Christmas morning going for you? Oh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm overjoyed that you guys did like it. Um yeah, I mean it it it, it delivered and I'm glad that you guys did like it and I think Bridget hit it hit it on the head. I mean, just thinking back like there's a like with these movies that kind of predict the future and stuff, like there's a lot in this movie that uh, is more or less true and has uh, happened and is happening now. So, you know, from that aspect, it's 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 a timeless movie, uh, and it should be studied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but se- but no, but no, briefly, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, that's an interesting point. Like from. And now we can talk freely about all the uh, the twists and turns. Of the tubes? Of the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Not only the tubes were twisting. No, I mean, as far as, like, media manipulation of, you know, say what you will about, you know, how, how prevalent that is now. But, you know, stuff like deep fakes is, mm-hmm. is, a, is a real concern now. And that's that's something that's in the, in the movie as well. And, you know, just manipulating the masses. Um it's relevant, but I, I think what, like, maybe what drew me so much to the movie as a kid is that it is kind of like a video game in a mm-hmm. sense, whereas there's, like, levels, and, and as the bosses come through, you, you you fight them one by one. They all have a very specific way of being killed, yeah. being yeah. taken out of action, so you've got to kind of think specific about that. Specific powers. Yeah, exactly. Sub-Zero before Sub-Zero. Yep. Yeah. That's true. It's a prototypical Sub-Zero. I, I did make a note, this is... The second movie we've watched with a tube element after um, Contact. Oh, right. There's, okay. There's yeah. a, it feels like a tube. And third movie with a Sub-Zero in it. So. <laughs> it's true. We're going to have to rename the show. Yeah. It's all Sub-Zeros and Tubes. Yep. <laughs> it's the only Frozen movies, Tube. <laughs> only movies we're watching from now on. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's an interesting point about the... Whenever you watch these older dystopian movies, it's always this weird thing of like, 
did they predict the future or did they just template it out that it works and people are willing to buy into it? Mm. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, it's based on a novel, which is kind of silly to think. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was um, uh, written under like a Stephen King pseudonym, mm-hmm. which I'm not quite sure why, maybe because it's it kind of deviates from what his usual fare is. But yeah, I mean, it, it makes you think like what the novel... Because it's it's like a four hundred page. There's like two chapters on plus <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, what's yeah, and it's condensed to this movie, but um, it's shorter. It's not like an. I thought it was a. It's not like the stand epic, like by it. Stephen King. It's not like it, but it does. <sighs> the plot is very different. I quickly as while the credits were rolling, yeah. immediately went to Wikipedia and took it in, and so the plot is. I'm gonna guess it was dumbed out. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, some elements. Um, Stephen King, like most of the movies that are adapted from his works, uh, does not like this adaptation. Uh, he didn't like Schwarzenegger as the lead character. He said his character was, you know, very sickly. He described him as tubercular, and so this big, like, military beefcake doesn't really fit king's original idea which was actually more you know this guy who's <laughs> has a sick child his wife is working as a prostitute and he agrees to be on this game show so he can earn money knowing he's probably gonna die but oh so they so really that, just kind of ran with the concept of the they liked the game show element yeah, and yeah, that was and that's it that's what they stuck with yeah. So the original like like protagonist was more like outwitting and outsmarting these people opposed to being yep. true. Well, the game muscle too. Oh. It, it's not this like four quadrant system Physical. that we have in this movie. It's and this is right from the Wikipedia. It's partic- uh, Ben Richards as he participates in a reality show, The Running Man, in which contestants allowed to go anywhere in the world are chased by the general public, who get a huge bounty if they kill him. So basically, it's like blend in and try not to get murdered by just randos right right Mm. so like you could live your life just you could find some hut somewhere and live off the grid and you're fine so there's no buzzsaw or dynamo i mean there might be (laughs) what what i will say i i and i don't i don't think i realized this in other watching but i felt the energy of jesse ventura really does steal every scene yes he does like yeah he he does i mean like (laughs) just like his face you know, like he's like the old it's guard, the perfect square to fit in a TV. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love the throwback photo of his like original stalker costume, which is very like old school '80s wrestler. But he's got the big championship belt with like the ICS logo on it because yeah. he's just a corporate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when he first comes on screen and he's doing the Captain Freedom stalker workout, which apparently on the soundtrack has a full version, so you could do the full like three minute like workout countdown <laughs> uh, but that was fantastic and every time he comes on screen he's great yeah. his blow up at the end where he's wearing like kitchen utensils yeah. <laughs> so I don't need this and it's clanging yeah, around it's, it's just awful. he's wearing like a stove <laughs> <laughs> he's there for the love of the sport yeah. the honor it's true, true gladiatorship yeah. it's good to have you know people with conviction it in is sports you know you know, you gotta love what you do. Exactly. It, it makes you think that maybe the game had a little more honor and a little more more respect than now, which is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if... Because they say it's been going on for 30 years or so. 
I wouldn't be surprised if at the beginning the like very first idea of the game is just like UFC. Like they're just in that final. Yeah, like WWF, and now they're like, I don't even know, backyard wrestling with ICP. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit further than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same idea. <laughs> I, I, Anything goes. Right. I want to know what everyone's favorite. Like, if you're like that little old lady that has to pick. Uh, one of the stalkers, so you can win the the board game. Who are you gonna go for? You know, who did you resonate with? Who's your like? If you took a BuzzFeed quiz, who's your <laughs> running man? You already stalker? said the first word, dude. Buzzsaw. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, well yeah, Buzzsaw. That that guy, yeah. He he was, you know, those facial expressions. He looks it like classic. Just, his blood pressure is all through the, the roof, yeah, dude. Like, his eyes are bulging out of his head, and he's no neck. <laughs> the contacts or whatever that he's wearing are great because he just yes. has these like weird yellow tiny like black dot eyes and every time he just he like flexes his eyebrows up and opens his eyes as much as he can and it's not it's never not hilarious and he's like the least vocal he's like ah ah just like just trying to sound like his buzz it's like a chainsaw well it's a part of him so that's, it is a part that's of why us. he makes that sound yeah <laughs> What about you, Bridget? I think Captain Freedom. Even mm, though we didn't see yeah. him in action a lot, I did just love Jesse Ventura. He's the most well-developed of the characters. That, you know, we get a little bit of insight into his motivation and his... Uh... I like, <laughs> Dynamo's, I like, I like Dynamo's powers, and I like that he has a car. The car is awesome. Yeah, it's like a go-kart version of the DeLorean that has a cow catcher on the front of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's just all stainless steel, silver. He's got the roll cage, but it doesn't go up far enough. I was just going to say, they didn't design it in mind with, for him, at least, if no. that thing rolled over. Well, I, they didn't expect him to drive it vertically 90 degrees up a trash pile. What an idiot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What a complete idiot. Yeah, you got to imagine like day one, they're like, okay, this thing can do pretty much everything. Don't drive on the trash piles. Just whatever you do, don't don't go up any more vertical than yeah. like this very small inclines. It's all I can handle. You're a big boy. Fireball's a joke. Yeah. 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 That was a big joke. Yeah. I uh, expected more. He got extinguished quick. Let's see if he did that. What's what's so what's so funny? Uh, wh- there's a lot of funny, you know, things about the movie about like you know a kitschy thing. But you know what's so hilarious is like all the footage <laughs> they have is like the same footage like that like from the film the running. Oh, like as the if there movie. was a camera. So, in yeah, as if there's like worm's eye view shots of like. uh Schwarzenegger getting hit with the butt of a barrel is like on the <laughs> yes. security footage. How do you even like they? It just how do you even begin to explain something like that? Like, oh, here's the raw footage of the the massacre, and it's like a six camera, like you know, perfectly lit and everything, you know, shot. I mean, it could go to say like, oh, uh, you know, we have cameras everywhere, but come yeah, on, I think it's, it's so big ridiculous. I have seen that in other movies though, just a cheapo way to. Yeah, yeah. they just reuse the footage. Yeah. That they... It is a thing that takes you out immediately if you think about it for a minute. Oh no, yeah, or it I, puts I had you to... in like, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into here. This is like the this is schlock. This is schlock. <laughs> like you realize pretty quickly, like within the first thirty seconds, like what this is. You know, like the the fact that it's like what what at the beginning of the movie he's on a mission, 
with other men in a helicopter. I guess they're on some kind of patrol. And and then he gets instructions to just massacre the people. and he, Which, it makes no sense. You know, like, why would they tell him to do that and then fight him and then say, oh, he did it anyway? And, and the people were really massacred. By whom, you don't know. Well, the government. It's, it's all there in the very beginning blurb. Where it's just like yes. the government sucks, they're controlling everybody, there's no resources, there's no food, there's no anything. And so the those people are protesting, mm. looking for food, and they just want to quell any riots, any demonstrations. And I'm sure they had a backup. Like, assuming Richards doesn't go off book, I'm, I'm assuming they had some kind of oh, like, yes. oh, it was the freedom fighters came in and they caused a ruckus and blew everybody up because they have no regard for human life or whatever. Like, that's all it would have taken from them, for them to doctor whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. My, my favorite part of that, though, is they show the computer screen of what Richards can see. And he's like, all right, 15 civilians. They all look unarmed. <laughs> There's women and children. And you just look at the computer readout and it's just nothing. Like, it it's just pixelated, like, blobs. It's a mole <laughs> that you put through, like, 10 filters. Looks like a thing of fake vomit. Like, there's just little yeah. red dots everywhere. <laughs> but before we even get that, we get a pretty awesome title sequence with some oh, digital runners and... The oh my god, the bit. digital runners. Yeah. So ridiculous. We got the Columbia If anything, Tri-Star that's thing. up the mood. Uh, the Columbia uh, Tri-Star the horse. The Tri-Star horse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thing of beauty. I love the beginning part where he uh, attempts to go to Hawaii... Like it's gonna be like an uh, like an oasis. Like if surely, like he'll never be seen or caught. You know, on this small uh, like in Hawaii. You know, and and just the whole scene where he's dressed up in in that getup with the white the Tommy Bahama like, shirt. Yeah, it's like tucked in. I love the it's, callback to that shirt later. Though I do too. Yeah, it's 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 so funny. Like him running from them, like in that whole getup as well. So. <laughs> oh, down the tarmac. Yeah, and then the net gun. The net gun, <laughs> <laughs> and then his dramatic like, oh, like the not ridiculous fall. Yeah, he's bad at running. Like for the title character of the Running Man, every time he's running, it's like side to side and oh, lumbering, yeah. but also a lot of forward and back motion. So he's just kind of like going all over the place. You don't get that physique with any cardio. That's for sure. So. And- and all of his facial expressions are just pure agony. He's just like, I. my whole thing is standing and lifting weights or laying down and lifting weights. This movement thing? Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably where Stephen King lost it with this adaptation. It's like, guys, he's not even a good runner. Yeah. You messed up. Speaking of working out, who works out in a negligee? Oh, yeah, she I was mean, wearing it. Well, I mean, they had to, like, make her, I guess... I mean, I know why they did it. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> just call it out right here. I for, I I I, I could have sworn flex in. I could have sworn they like shared a kiss at the end, and I'm I was I was looking forward to it, but I guess it was just in my memory. They I'm sure they kissed. They the kiss at the end. Oh, they did. Yeah, I thought they kind of like looked at each other, and, and then, then it was over. <laughs> I it was I didn't see it. You already checked. You were too high. <laughs> no, <laughs> the film. You were just like. Oh, okay. I guess they do. Well, that's that's good. I mean, it's a great love story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He goes to what he thinks is his brother's apartment in the little, which by the way, the little keep the, 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 he, he believes it's his brother's apartment and he remembers the code, which is 
four four five five six six. Yeah, if you remember, which is way too easy. Um, and he comes in and ties her up, and I think <laughs> she's got eyes for him. I think she likes him. She's like, who's this man who is uh, bucking the system? And she she she's got her secret tapes and her secret uh, secret clothes that she's not supposed to have and she sees this guy i mean it's it's you're almost surprised that she gives him up in the airport too you know? not even in the slightest <laughs> no not whatsoever. she's terrified for her life she it was only until she like realized that he could have raped her and didn't when her friend's like he could have done anything what would have stopped him she's he like, could have killed you he could have raped you yeah, he could have raped you and then killed you he could have killed you and then raped you. And that's when the bedroom eyes turn on, which yeah. is frightening. Yeah, exactly. At that point, she's like, well, you know. Well, I think it's more that she's realizing that, like, oh, yeah, he could have done all those things. Yes. Because he's the the butcher of Bakersfield or whatever. And he didn't. So maybe he didn't do those other things either. Mm-hmm. It's her friend that I worry about because her friend is the one who looks like she's getting hot under the collar talking about rape and murder she's like he could have done anything she like mm. takes the slow drag of her cigarette yeah, she like, really like lady calm down sucks that one down another thing that they like got right is and and watching it as a kid uh, i remember them just endlessly putting money in a vending machine um and it's six dollars for a soda which is which is possible now you know what i mean <laughs> I, I mean, if you're at, like, a concert or something or at a restaurant, like, $6 for a soda is, is not... It's a cadre cola, dude. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't... It's not that crazy now. You know? What's crazier is that they didn't accept dollar bills in that machine. Yes. Where she's like, I need $6 worth of quarters. <laughs> that I don't have in my silver purse. Ridiculous. <laughs> They did get it right, Brian. They got, yeah. This right on the nose. everything yeah. right. It, 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 it might as well have been 2019. Yeah. Or 2017. I mean, I mean, we're not yeah. that far off, honestly. I mean, I, that's, I mean, that, they're, that is like, it's like LA, right? Like the, the wasteland. I think so. Cause I so, think, I mean, like, said like the Wilshire penitentiary or whatever, when he goes to prison, which I assume is Wilshire Boulevard. So I just assumed it was California. That's true. And when he's doing, the travel pass. Oh, it says it from... pulls out. Yeah, from here to. Oh yeah. From L.A. to Hawaii. Yeah, and it makes sense that the TV studio would be yeah, in California. L.A. or Culver mm-hmm. City. Yeah. yeah, I imagine that's what. I mean, we're, we're all New Englanders here, but I imagine that's what L.A. is kind of like. So, like, it's like. It's not. Like <laughs> yeah, I was there in 2017. Wasn't even people so uh, <laughs> big 300 pound guys walking around with, like a light bright on their chest. <laughs> Singing opera. <laughs> Singing opera. That seems like it would fit to me. But I mean, who had the best? Who had the 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 funniest death? Do you think? Oh, Killian by far. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Floating out that of the tube that... into his own billboard and then exploding. That was really funny. Yeah. You, you gotta love pointless explosions like that. Things that should not explode that just explode. Well, that um, one that one has like rockets strapped to it. Like, okay. and he turns the pressure all the way up, so he goes shooting out. Okay. And it doesn't have them because when they all go through the tube, it has the front boosters to like slow them down so they go into that little net or whatever before the marauders on. <laughs> it's ATPs. not graceful at all. They slam That's crazy right how into you, it. How you, uh, pers- you tap into those details because I, I always, it never made sense to me like why his thing like goes crazy out of there and explodes and everyone else's like goes into the safety net. 
I thought it was just like karma. It's surely a bigger explosion <laughs> than it needs to be. But it's probably <laughs> sure. some sort of accelerant. Yeah. Well, it gas looked like it. when when Arnold flips whatever little switch on the rocket car, it looks like the meter goes breaks off the, you so know, the goes off the charts or whatever. But also the other ones have those little rockets at the front that slow them down. Yeah, and he obviously doesn't have that. So I think if there was a net there, he flew right over it because he just came out of that ramp at completely full speed. It's think, amazing he didn't explode inside the tube, yeah. bouncing around in there, full power. A funny kill for me was like a blink if you miss it, but like when Amber's deep fake got thrown into the barbed wire during that. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. the best ragdoll moment. Of the whole <laughs> he flops right through it, That's and awesome. just <laughs> legs are snagged everywhere. Their necks snap. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's glorious. <laughs> Both of the deep fake kills were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also liked early in the prison break sequence when he throws the guy oh, off the balcony. Oh, that's moment. good. Oh, that guy's head well. exploding right after that sequence oh. is, is good stuff, too. Oh, yeah. That's sort of yeah. set the stage. Chico. That was probably Chico. the goriest part of the whole movie. I was like, oh, we're going to be seeing a lot of this shit. And then afterwards, it was more just like stab wounds and people bleeding from the mouth and... Yeah, yeah it was... I, didn't, I, thought, I thought it was going to be more like Robocop. Like, oh, shit, we're going to get some like... More heads exploding. Something to that effect, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even Sub-Zero's neck slit, you see little spurts. I was I was hoping his head was going to slide clean off. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. It might yeah. slide across the ice. <laughs> yeah, I thought Yeah, we, I thought we were going to go all the way up through Buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. I hope we didn't watch the PG-13 version. <laughs> Shit. But I think we're okay. No, I think we're good, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes you think, like, what's next for the world of Running Man? Like, I wonder... How the world goes on after. They just play the board game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, you see in the opening credits, uh, you know, Mick Fleetwood, like, oh my God. Oh my. But I don't know if you noticed uh, his name was the kid with the beret is actually. Dweezil Zappa. That, yeah, Frank Zappos. Oh, was it? That's awesome. One of his sons. Was he the one with the best line at the end? He's like, don't touch that dial. I know. Yes, like, he it, was. It, it mustered every bit of acting that he tried to do just to just to get just to utter those words yeah <laughs> there were lots of good one-liners in this one that there one is. was great oh i love the line not one of the one-liners but when they're walking through i think it's the tv studio or whatever you hear the woman in the background talking about like and this weekend only there's a double bonus if you turn in family members <laughs> <laughs> that's great I mean, everyone, I think, if they even visited an Arnold soundboard, have seen a lot of these, but particularly that long one that he talks about, like, uh, by the stomach, like, punching you in the stomach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, everyone... I hope you're hungry. Yeah, exactly. Punch you in the stomach and throw it down your throat. Yeah. (laughs) Rip out your spine or something. I don't know. I forget exactly what he says. Yeah, and then we have an I'll Be Back in there as well, which... It's just like, ugh, I... Well, I mean, this is like peak Arnold, right? Like, when did uh, Terminator 1... Is this like right? in between 1 and 2? Maybe? Well, yeah, but yeah. there's plenty... I think if there's 8 years in between the two. Because I think it's, what, 84 and 92 or 91, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you can't... Yeah, you can't have Arnold in the movie without, like, you know... He's got to say the thing. Yeah. Or say something similar. I'm surprised the movie didn't start with them on the ground and go and get to the chopper. And then they're <laughs> up the <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if um, uh, Arnold and uh, Jesse Ventura have any other co, like, kind of leading the like, predator. Well, yeah, yeah, predator. That and like, they should. I wonder if they have another 
I'm not sure. Yeah. Do they technically share any scenes in this movie beyond the deep fake? No. Oh, no. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the deep fake, obviously, it's both actors yeah. there. They're not actually deep faking us in 1987. Right, right. Technically, the characters don't have any on screen interaction. Just stunt doubles. Also, poor that stunt double. They really killed that guy. <laughs> oh, where he's got like thrown into the uh, into the spikes. Yeah, a lot of memorable moments. There are. I the thing, the <laughs> stuff that I laughed at were just like particularly like cuts and edits and like mm-hmm. camera shots of people grunting and the zoom into that corpse's mouth. Right, great corpse work, by the way. Right. Yeah. Um, but when they they get into the room and you see all of the corpses from all of the people who you were told earlier were last season's winners that are living it up with models and and everything in Hawaii and they're just like dead in a locker room like they didn't even bother removing the bodies from the sports <laughs> I guess it makes sense if no one's gonna be in the quadrant like no one's gonna be in the war zone who cares yeah but all it takes is one person figuring that out and ooh. there were there was a lot of fun sounds in this movie too mm-hmm. like during the prison break you commented on that gun just sounds ridiculous ridiculous it's a, and it seems like there was someone you know in the sound department being listening to gunfire and being like no i don't like that i want it to it be doesn't more, sound cheesy enough it doesn't sound right just start banging pots and pans and like yeah. and like and you can't say it's it. of its time because there are plenty of movies before that that have nailed the sound of guns yeah yeah but it just is, that this is just i think they kind of went for like a futurist because it definitely looks like it's tinnier like yeah. There's a more metallic nature to it as opposed to an explosion. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was also at one point, I think Buzzsaw is screaming and there's just a weird... There's like a like harmony hard... between his scream and his chainsaw. Yeah. And like the bike he's riding and it's like a symphony of like... <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, yeah. Like an acapella. It is. Like yeah. barbershop quartet. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. That was that's probably the the nicest, most pleasant sound of the whole movie. It's true. His buzzsaw, no buzzsaw, and his and his grunts. <laughs> how, how do you feel about like the? Uh, it's kind of like a, a concept that you've seen a lot, like you know, a most dangerous game type. You know, like oh, we're gonna hunt the person type of film. And like, are you are you kind of fatigued by that premise? Like going into this, there's there's a lot of like you know. I'm sure there's, like, a Black Mirror episode or something like that, too. And there's, like, been movies where, like, you know, there's someone who's, like, the hunted and you have, like, the Hunger Games. And it's is that, like, kind of a, you know, granted, this movie's from 30 years ago. Is that kind of a played-out premise? I mean, per- personally, like, you know, watching it years and years ago was very fresh and new to me. Like, you know, being younger and, and not as much media out there. Um, that is similar to this, but I mean, going into a movie like this, like, oh, it's a movie where a dude gets hunted. Is that something that like going into it, you're kind of like a little fatigued with that idea. You kind of like see where it's coming and know what the beats could be. Like, it's not the most original idea, you know, like, oh, there's a person. It's fine. Cause it's not like a new movie. It's like an older movie. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to immediately forgive it for that. I imagine at that point in time, we do have like shows like American Gladiator and like other things that are going on. Yeah. I mean, to me, I don't know that I've seen a ton of those movies. Like I think I saw the most dangerous King once or the game or whatever it was called. And I saw all the hunger games movies, but like, that's kind of it for that like game show feel to it at mm-hmm. the very least. So 
even though there are plenty of movies where it's one man has to go on the run because he's being hunted by the government, essentially, this is a different enough take where it doesn't feel tropey. Even because, like, we've seen other movies where, okay, yeah, it was original at the time, but watching it now, it's it's trite and yeah. it's yeah. full of tropes. And it's just like, okay, yeah, like, I get it from back then, but now, I don't know. I mean, Brian, when you were on, you talked about Alien being Jason X. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we've had that kind of discussion before, but at least for me, this felt different enough where I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that I'd seen other things similar. I suppose I wish the budget, the movie had a bigger budget because I feel like it just seemed like the ideas were sort of recycled and the, where they were shooting just seemed like it was just shot from different angles. I didn't really get a sense of place of where we were. I'm sure we're part, some part of the city that this studio owns. It's just desolate and filled with cameras or something. But outside of like that hockey rink, like none of the locations really changed after a while. Yeah, it's all just gray. It's all just like gray. Yeah, dark alley. Yeah, way. dark alley abandoned warehouse i don't know if you guys seen like escape from new york or whatever but like something like that where like the location seemed to change a little bit we were in manhattan but i don't know yeah you're i mean you're right because they make a big point of saying there are four quadrants you got to get through and at no point did i ever realize we were moving from quadrant to quadrant yeah outside of the bosses did you feel like we were moving along yeah but even the bosses like they show up they're just like there they're just dropped in to find you to be and they're still just gray stone and debris and, you know, rebar sticking out of stuff and right. fencing and barbed wire. Like, it's all still present. So it wasn't like, okay, this is the ice zone and it looks like Antarctica and glaciers and cliffs and stuff. Okay, now we've got the heavy metal zone and buzzsaws yeah. here. And now we've got the, you know, the volcano area. And here comes, like, none of the areas matched the fighters. And I feel like had you done that, like a video game, yeah. it would have. It was really just Sub Zero on an on an ice hockey. I know he yeah. kind of had his own domain. He he had his own domain. And outside of that, it's like that'll just, just throw everyone on the back lot of the studio. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wonder how off script they were because they didn't expect the murder, and then those guys just kind of go off on their own and go maybe to all these different places. They just start throwing everything at them. Yeah, like it would have maybe been helpful to see a, an episode prior to this, like to get some sense of what the game is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Because the second that uh, Richards kills Sub-Zero, everyone's like, fuck, someone could die? I don't know they could <laughs> die. It's, it's, and we were laughing, like, the, the, the look of dejection on everybody in the crowd and disbelief when someone actually dies is so, like, humorous, you know what I mean? Like, old women just, like, consoling each other in the audience. <laughs> and they did a good job to make it seem like they really want to drive home the fact, like, how perverted, uh, like, society has become where, like, even, like, old women are, like, really big fans of the shows and there are, like, families there and everyone's, like, you know, really into it. Everyone's so it's like favorite. Yeah, soccer. yeah. Like, yeah, my kids love Buzzsaw. Yeah, but... like, young and old, they all right. the love the Which show the and the violence. She's like, get him, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I love that old lady at the end who, who bets on Richards and he's like, you can't do that, miss. And she's like, the hell I can. I'm, he's going to murder more people. And then she calls uh, Killian a son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was also in When Harry Met Sally. She played one of the married, the wife of one of the married couples. That's oh, like the okay. interspersed. Okay. Very nice. What did you guys think of Richard Dawson's acting? Because I've only ever really seen him on Family Feud. 
I, so. I think he was perfect. Oh, great that. hand acting too. That was one of my notes. <laughs> he's probably he's he's a lot of, the like, be- he's the best performance in the movie by far. I mean, not really much yes. to, to really <laughs> stack him up against, but uh, yeah, I thought he was perfect. And was he? I don't know if he. I meant to look this up, and now I don't. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Was he the host on Family Feud? Um, I don't think this is. I think it was another old Family Feud host that would like kiss everybody. No, that was him. That was him. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, they play he, off that at the very beginning. That's right. Like, we'll kiss, okay, but no tongue. Yeah, he who would like you know Tom Brady like kiss people on the lips, you know, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, yeah, all the women. Well, the women. Yeah, the women. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, sometimes which is so weird. They wanted. It's so weird when you think about that today. Like you can't do that. I was reading some trivia beforehand, um, and I guess a lot of the people who worked on Family Feud said that he was very realistic to Killian. Oh yeah, no, that like he's an absolute (laughs) asshole to any underlings or people that weren't like his inner circle. Where like there's the scene very early on where. He almost tri- is tripped by the janitor mopping the floor. And the guy, he's like, no, no problem, man. Like, don't worry about it. Happy to have you here at the ICS family. And they get in the elevator. It's like, that badass is mopping the floors tomorrow. It's going to be you mopping the floors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've, I've heard that before as well. I think that's like a, like a sociopath in that sense. Um, but yeah, but in the film, I mean, yeah, it, it, it worked perfectly. Yeah. He's good. Like, I think halfway through, I was like, I wonder if they picked someone else for that role. And I was like, like, Arlie Emery would probably be free fucking hilarious <laughs> as, as the host of that show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he didn't have his hosting duties until later. No, yeah. later on, yeah, yeah. Mail call didn't exist. Yeah. Mail call! Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I mean, he, he nailed game show host. Yeah. And then nailed sleazy TV guy. Behind the no, he's great. Yeah, I love the like special video call where he tries to bargain with him because he knows that Richards is going to kill every last stalker they have. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, "Listen, we'll put you on the plane to Hawaii. Like, we'll give you everything you need. Just live your life. You get all of the perks of being the number one stalker, and people yeah. love you. So, like, come on, you could do it." And he's just like, "No, fuck you." And that's when we get the great like, "I hope you're, full. <laughs> I hope you're not full." So punch in the stomach, right? <laughs> So, like, yeah, interestingly enough, like, looking into the movie, I think that they're, like, going to make a new one. They are. Yes. Yeah, there's a remake in the works, um, but based on the book. So it's not going to be a remake of the movie. So this will probably be more in line with the one man versus the world kind of uh, take. But Edgar Wright's going to do it. So at least as of right now. So that could be cool. It's kind of. I'm trying to think of a movie that I know is popular, but that has that same sort of concept of like the world hunting one man, and not because like he did like anything wrong, but I'm just trying to some sort of dystopian. I don't know, outside of the Running Man. Um, well, I think Logan's Run has a similar. That one is still like you got special cops and people trying to track you down, yeah. as opposed to regular everyday citizens, which is what the book seems like it right, is based right. on. Yeah, I don't know. It just sounds familiar to me outside of... Does Invasion of the Body Snatchers count? A little bit? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think the closest parallel would be anything zombie Right. I don't know. Yeah, because it's still regular everyday citizens, citizens. even though they're now zombies going mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. So I am legend. Yep. You know, one man versus the population of the rest of the world. 
granted they're zombies but right where is this got where does this movie fall from vehicle wise that's tough i mean it, it's very similar to all of the the other big tentpole action 80s movies so it's hard to differentiate i'd have to like put them all on a list and really think about it but i mean this is really good yeah yeah i mean, I, I prefer it to to predator honestly i know predator is a classic but i don't know predator predator kind of has some lulls here and there for me i don't know i i i, 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 <laughs> I think it's really heavy in atmosphere which would have been great maybe for this movie too because I mean, well, what it has its own different vibe. I'm not even trying to compare those movies, but I just, even though Arnold in all of those movies says like cheesy lines and things like that, I feel like the delivery is not nearly as graceful, or it feels really forced here. It's funny; it plays for really good laughs, but I mean, you know, get to the chopper and things like that. Oh, yeah, feel like more organic and, and more. That could be the director's fault. Yeah, too, in 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 the running man. I mean, like, yeah, that, that's that's the take right there. Yeah, yeah. Considering like, the budget, he probably only did a couple of takes. Because you could see uh, an Arnold in the Running Man, you could see one of his lines like coming from a mile. Oh away. yeah, mm-hmm. like he's you can. It's like a big wind up, and you know it's coming, and it's it doesn't really like hit you like it does in some of the other ones, and it, it could just be the director or, or how it's edited as well. Because like, yeah, I mean, this director isn't really known for any being very good at what he does <laughs> <laughs> but I disagree because uh, Amp's cinematic masterpiece the it's worth a rewatch <laughs> perfect stuff there's great product placement in Kazam too mm. um, it's that's how you know a great movie when there's like commercials in the movie for things especially products that don't exist anymore do you know what I'm talking about when it like rains like Cadre Cola <laughs> in Kazam now we're going to talk about this is the Kazam podcast um, it like rains, uh, like a candy bar that is like the Shack brand candy bar. Like he had a candy bar at some point here, and they like he had video games, he had candy bars. Yeah, <laughs> they made a point to really display it. Yeah. So, so I want you to think about that when you uh, watch Kazam tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing a double feature, guys. I don't know. Yeah, oh God, the save it for Genie Jim. But. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it, but I would say it's probably like an Arnold Light movie for me, where like 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 a Total Recall or like a Terminators in a, or a different tier. This is more of, of a, a background Arnold. Like this is a, yeah. something where you're not necessarily sit down and committed to it. It's like this is the perfect. I got to do some work. I'm throwing this on because I'll catch the one liners. I'll watch the explosions. Like I'll watch all of the big dumb stupid shit. That I think a lot of this, the movie around Arnold is like a lot of fun. I just think they kind of, it. You could probably argue me on this one, but they could have gotten like a lot of people for Arnold's role here, and it would have been just as enjoyable, I think. Yeah, I mean, all you need is someone who. I mean, you could have had, you could have swapped roles and had Jesse Ventura be the main, right, Arnold right. be Captain Freedom, and it probably would have worked just as yeah, well because yeah. they both can ham it up in the exact same way. And you could argue maybe it'd be better because of how great Jesse Ventura was as Captain Freedom, or if his style of, you know, yell acting would have gotten grading over time who knows right yeah i mean you just need someone who can physically handle the demands of the, the running <laughs> yeah maybe someone who could run a little bit better yeah you could even say like arnold isn't as arnoldy as he should be in this movie you know what i mean it's just yeah it's not i don't think he's the star of this movie i think the movie around him and the funny moments and the bosses and things like that yeah that's You're where right. this, this the premise differ- of the movie is the star yes yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, he's very, compared to any of his other action movies, I'm like, we're not talking Junior or Twins here. 
Yeah. But like any of his other action movies, he's like he's always has a gun in his hand or a cigar or something that can be ignited. Like this, he has a lot of moments of posing and punching and like kneeling and crowd. Like how many other Arnold movies do you see where he has a lot of moments of cover? Where he like here he's hiding behind things yeah. and like doing rolls away from chainsaws and stuff. Like he it's a lot more subdued, which is weird to call this movie subdued in any way, but yeah. compared to some of the other more bombastic Arnold stuff, this is a bit more right. comedy. It's almost like a good transition into those kindergarten cops and those comedies that he gets to in the nineties past, you know, true yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Where you're starting to see the comedic timing a little bit more. I did hear they're making a sequel to Twins. I read that today. Yeah, with Tracy Morgan. With Tracy Morgan yeah. as the third twin. The third triplet. <laughs> it was always supposed to be Eddie Murphy, but yeah. I'll take Tracy Morgan. Yeah, it sounds better <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're if you're an Arnold person, I mean, this movie is oh, he's in the conversation for sure. Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely think it's a must watch. Either way, yeah. <laughs> now, Bridget, a little bit later from the introduction of this post show, you said you felt a little uneasy. Are you feeling, are you still uneasy? What was causing that unease? Oh, um, it was just a, it's a strange movie and I'm probably over analyzing it when it should be. As soon as you saw Arnold in the helicopter dangling out of it, that should have been my cue. Like you can turn your brain off Mm -hmm. now. It's okay. But I just could not stop analyzing it. Like it was, an Aldous Huxley novel. So I, that's sort of where I am, like overthinking the implications of Cadre Cola. Like, yeah. what does it mean? Could this actually happen? How realistic is this? Or climbing for a dollar. A climb, oh. Climbing for a dollar. That was great. Yeah. Um, See, I love that shit. I love I put, like that. Yes, I wanted more of that. That would yeah. fit right at home at UHF's fall lineup. That's what I'm saying. It would, I yeah. More, I could watch a whole movie of just... What's the ISC? ICS. ICS, ICS yeah. lineup. Their whole fall lineup. Yeah. <laughs> and their commercials. Yeah. Well, well, that's I a, wanted more of that. That's the thing. Like, you always want to look for double meanings sometimes in, in movies. But, like, there are plenty of movies, this being one of them, which simply just about a man who is Running. framed <laughs> and he runs and... There's unintended hilarity. It, it's 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 truly only that. You know what I mean? There's no very surface level. Yeah. Like I I don't even think like a high school English teacher could find the Christ right. allegory in this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's it's just simply a, a a movie about what you just saw, and that's it. You know, in a lot of movies of, of this period, you'll see like Cold War stuff like oh it's oh the russians are behind this or stuff like you know what i mean but you didn't get like even a lick of that yeah it is good that this there was no like we have to do better ratings than the russians like (laughs) you know the running man russia is outpacing us two to one yeah we're still at war with them yeah these ratings cannot stand we need to get in get the butcher of bakersfield get him in here like there's no (laughs) you get that kind of the justice department's calling and the attorney general's calling and you get Get the president's agent on the line. Yeah, yeah. you get some of the pres- uh, the you know the military industrial complex elements, but it, they're so far in the background of everything that it it can never make a statement about it. Really, the okay. statement is the danger of TV and the violence of society getting worse over time. At the 
But even then, it's like, yeah. who cares? Oh, yeah. My brain's off. <laughs> well, I guess that's, you know, the the thing that I've been chewing on, you know, because we see um, this movie pre- uh, presents, you know, the possibility of deep fakes, mm-hmm. um, listening devices in your home that can help you control appliances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all part of this dystopian future and big, you know, inequality between those who have something and don't. The censorship of la- or lack of access to certain media. And so I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wonder what the big message was going to be. And then I forgot this movie was made in 1987. So, mm-hmm. of course, at the end when it's just like, and TV is bad. I was like, they didn't fucking know yeah. how right they were in some ways. So now I'm just like. Oh yeah, okay. That's that's how far we had gotten. But I think the movie doesn't necessarily think doesn't have the same sort of fear that we have now of like you're being monitored and, you know, I don't know. It's not trying to be smart the movie. No. No. It Which just is good is because some movies try to be smart and they're dumb. Yeah, I mean it's 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 self it's self-aware, I believe. It is self-aware. Yeah. Do you get? Would you guys agree that it is like a yeah self-aware? Okay. Because because yeah, I mean, you, you don't know sometimes with movies like that. Yeah, know? but you don't get Richard Dawson, one of the you know biggest game show hosts of the era preceding this, to be your evil maniacal game show host without a little bit of tongue in cheek. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and talking about when you know when he's having his big monologue at the end of. People want destruction. They want pain. They want killing. Mm-hmm. They love wrestling. They love action movies. Like they love all these things that would have been super popular at the time. Like they know what they're getting into. But yeah, they don't have. You're right. They don't have the same fear of oh, everything's going to be automated and mm-hmm. all of these things are going to be yeah. terrible. Like, yeah, and you know, certainly we we have access to a lot of media now, but when you think about, we were talking about it, we were talking about the TriStar logo. Like, mm-hmm. we don't see that anymore because everything is produced by Disney, Universal, and Sony. And so, Brothers. you know, yeah. exactly. So we we do have this sort of narrowing of the window. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they that's my tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's probably one of those things where they're like, listen, guys, we made it past 1984, and 1984 didn't come true. So we're good. Yeah. We can make this about 2017, and they'll probably make it to 2017, and that won't be true either. But, I don't know, you nailed like 80% of it. <laughs> yeah. Other than the completely hollowed out Los Angeles, I think you pretty much got it. The thing right. that they got wrong was being able to get on an airplane without without any, some kind of form of ID that would not <laughs> work. No, there's the ID. There's a little scanner. Well, no, she pass. he used hers, oh, and then true. hers was lost in her purse. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. Women's purses, am I right, guys? I know, yeah. Am I right? <laughs> That's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. She's no, harmless. like, ma'am, come here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Step behind this curtain with me. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. If she had made it on the plane, she would have puked all over that shirt. I love it. It's like, I was like, oh, I wish we were in uh, 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 Hawaii. We could have been in Hawaii. And it's like, yo, you fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had another shirt for it, but you fucked it up. <laughs> That's a good line, yeah. I was just looking at my notes. My favorite line was the um, when Fireball dies and Arnold goes, "What a hothead!" Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they could he could they could have written better better lines for him too. Oh, who Arnold? Yeah, 
It was just something from, I guarantee someone, this was like a studio executive, like, <laughs> yeah. ruled movie. This was like, okay, he's got to say these lines because these hit hard. The last few movies, uh, we got to get a cigar in his mouth. Or, again, that might be yeah. Arnold just saying, like, his stipulations in a movie. I need to have a smoke a cigar at some point. Yeah. I need to wear a gold gym shirt at some point. Yeah. Because he's, at this point, probably, like, a half an owner, the owner of it at mm-hmm. that point. But, yeah, it seems like very much, like, we're due for an Arnold movie. Let's find... A property we can just take liberties with, stick him on it, stick him on a poster, and I mean again they I didn't obviously throw that much money at this movie, so yeah, it didn't have a huge budget, right? It didn't. No, I wonder. I mean, comparatively to like a like a Total Recall, which I think came out like the the year later, which yeah. is it still looks good today. It does, yeah. So it's a budget of twenty seven million dollars, and it made thirty eight point one million dollars at the box office. Oof. Is that good? No. I mean, ten million dollars. I mean, the profit. The box office is probably fine for a random movie yeah. from the eighties. Like, I don't know what. Pull up the DVD sales. Yeah, yeah back, <laughs> again, back then it was all about what they can pull on tapes afterwards. Yeah. So the budget for Total Recall, to your point, is fifty to sixty million dollars, and the box office is two hundred and sixty-one million. So that's a movie from three years later with double the budget and. Five times the talent the ball success, yeah. <laughs> the talent ball. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still Arnold either way. Yeah, yeah, but just just goes to show, like he's directed better in that for sure. Like you, he's there's a better performance. That's the no, right? And I'm sure if you asked him, he's probably this would not be the top of his. Like, oh, my best performance is from The Running Man. Like he's, I'm sure knows. <laughs> He got his check. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's he, a he's a goofy dude. I could easily see him being like, you know what, what I had a lot of fun on? Yeah. Running man. Hercules in New York. Yeah, I'm not to like check that out. <laughs> have you have any of you guys seen that? No. No. Oh. I feel like I've seen clips from it from like I Love the Eighties or I Love the Seventies, like talking about Arnold as a major fixture of whatever, you know, decade I think they were talking about. But... Super cuts on uh like YouTube. Yeah, but, but I, I think I've seen something to Adam's point where it was like, 10 things you didn't know about Arnold. This is the first mm-hmm. movie he was in where he didn't speak at all or yeah, something like that. When is Pumping Iron? That's like 76, 77 Yeah, it's maybe. in between them. Um, 77. Which is awesome if you guys do like a documentary month. It's, that's something to consider <laughs> too. That's so classic. That's one of Arnold's best movies is Pumping Iron. It's just Iron. a documentary. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember you showing that to me and being like, look at how he warps their minds. He, He's, yeah, he's... Do you think that he's not, like, right a smart now. guy because of the accent and everything, but he manipulates every, like, you know, he's very cunning and he manipulates everybody in a in a, in a questionable way at some, some points. But, yeah. yeah, he does. He just goes in and just completely takes over every situation he's in and just talks his way out of everything and... It's it's really something to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got this rivalry with Lou Ferrigno, and he just, like, embarrasses him constantly in front of, like, his friends and family. And oh. it, it, Poor Hulk. But he's so, he's so <laughs> competitive, though. He just, like, decimates this dude's like life. Like the Michael Jordan of competitive bodybuilding. Oh, like, beyond. It Lou is. Ferrigno got the Hulk, and I took that person away. I took, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, like, a... Michael Jordan, Larry Bird mm-hmm. vibe. 
What did you guys think of the track suits? What did you guys think of the running man contestant outfits? It, how cute were the butts? <laughs> <laughs> the outfits we need to talk about are the dancers' outfits. Oh, yeah. Did we mention it was Paula Abdul who did all the choreography and the acting yet? Well, we did not yeah. yet. Perfect, perfect time to do it. What would you think about the outfits and the Paula Abdul <laughs> choreography? I thought it was great. I especially love the high kick, like the leg into chest kick. That one dancer does as they're escorting Arnold. Oh yeah, because they all have perfect grind on him, and the one just does the just yeah displays how she's just like welcome. (laughs) Yeah, like opening a curtain, and just like yeah, he just looks so bewildered. Yep, a lot of spinning, a lot of just you know, love a good leotard unitard situation happening. Hair was wild. Mm -hmm. Hair was wild. There's one woman with a ponytail that's like a braid like alfalfa sprout oh yeah and then so that's like super tight stands up stick straight and then like teased frizzy 80s ends yeah, yeah. Coming there's like out. one that looks like marge it's like <laughs> one yeah. thought is like it's supposed to be futuristic but there's in a lot of it is but there's so much of it is so 80s like they had to think that like okay we're just gonna do something that is like popular now and put it in this movie like these crazy dance right outfits yeah. and hair and everything that's always the catch with especially 80s like retro future movies where it's like it's the dystopian 2035 and we're still using dot matrix printers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always something. Yeah. And we still have like crazy perms in our hair. I felt like sometimes, and now I'm going to be critical, which is, there's not much to be critical about. I felt like sometimes uh, the going back to the crowd for a reaction kind of messed up the the pacing a little bit like when there's an action scene and they're fighting and like it will cut to the crowd every time something happens and it's like you just want like a a couple minutes of just arnold fighting somebody and it's like all right we know the crowds you know i can suspect how they're reacting but it kept showing like the the betting scene and kept showing the the reaction of the crowd and the uh in the studio there and i feel like it kind of like broke up some action scenes a little too much I mean, I, I kind of get it, though, just from, like, as a person who watches a lot of pro wrestling, there, and that's, again, a go-go, very much, you know, constantly active TV entertainment product. And there is, like, there'll be a big move, and they'll cut to the crowd reaction. Like, yeah. there'll be this, like, amazing, like, reveal, or someone comes out, like, the newest wrestler debuts, and they immediately cut to the crowd, and everybody ooing and aahing and screaming and chanting for blood. So, like... Even with the prizes right, too, they always cut the audience yeah. freaking out or whatever and shit like that. So, I think that's a that's more of a TV thing, but because of what we mentioned earlier, where none of the none of the shots feel organic to TV, they all just look like movie clips, it, yeah. it can look a little wonky, whereas, like, maybe if it had a little bit of, like, screen grain to it, where you're like, oh, you're watching the broadcast of this thing, and that's how the broadcast works... Because, like, for me, the the weirdest part was at the end where the like the underground freedom fighters have taken control of the satellite and they're broadcasting the, you know, the fake fight and they're broadcasting the real clips or whatever. But then all those people in the crowd are also watching what's happening in the studio. And it's like, wait, when did they cut back to that? Did they give back control? Like, are they now showing the cameras in the studio again? Like. Yeah. Who's watching It's fucking what? weird. Yeah. yeah. It's... Who edited this Vic Berger video beforehand, too? Oh, yeah. All the Zoom. All the Well, yeah. I mean, they probably did that in their little yeah. studio down there quickly. In their bunker. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't. They have that video ready to go, though. Like, you know that 
they're just, they've been living in that underground studio, waiting for the moment when someone got the satellite uplink codes. That's true. And they were just going to be ready to go with it. And... Ready for air. And they get Arnold, which I thought was a great swap when they, like, they trap him in that one little room after Jesse Ventura was told to just, like, go get out of here. I thought that was going to be the final confrontation in this little fight pit. So when they revealed that, like, oh, no, here's Mick Fleetwood, he's coming in to like, to save the day. An insane old age makeup. Yeah. But, I think, yeah, I think he oh, yeah, that would look good. <laughs> probably have the second best performance in the movie. <laughs> after Dweezil? <laughs> but... My, the the point was is that they weren't far from where those corpses were, so it stands to reason they might have snuck through some of mm-hmm. the areas surrounding their uh, surrounding their compound and found those corpses. Saw the same dog tags and was like, "Okay, here we go. We got to take some video for this Killian's lying to you montage of all the fucked up things they did." And they only just spliced in the the real footage of the massacre because it was handed to them on the little like flash cart at the last you know the last second i would say just the cuts to the audience that i didn't really enjoy is like they pretty much like reused a ton of shots in this oh for sure like, a ton. Yeah, it starts to get a little fatiguing with that yeah it's always like the same guy with the hat or the same old yeah. woman or what have you uh, the wonkiest one to me was when they when the old woman says i'm betting on richards i'm betting on arnold to do the next murder and it cuts to the gamblers and the guys running the gambling are like we doing this? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like, that's not real. It's not part of it. And the guy's like, come on, $200. Like, take my money, take my money. It's like, all right, fine. We're, we're bookies at heart. Let's take your money. But then they write their own odds of a hundred to one. Oh like, yeah. You just watched this guy murder. <laughs> I think at this point, two or three of these champions. Yeah, you're fucked. Why would you set the odds so high? <laughs> like, if anything, it's like, no, 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 it's, it's, Five to two is the odds that he's going to murder somebody because we just watch a bunch of fucking murders. Yeah. And then the odds for the stalkers would be, you know, 10 to three or something like like there. You don't want to make these great odds because it was happening so fast in real time. Set the hundred to one odds at the start and then adjust it the way they do like horse racing where you're like, okay, we got to got to adjust the the things here and the payouts are going to be different. But. Don't set 100 to 1 odds on the guy who just committed all of the murders in the history of Running Man. It's a head-scratcher for sure, but I, I I hope that it's something that's like played for laughs and not something that was like... Oh, yeah. The way they kind of just yeah. like look at each other and they're like, oh, well, we'll take the money. Yeah, because it was funny. It was yeah. just it was something you would see like an airplane or something. Yeah. It was just immediately after we wrote 100 to 1, I'm like, you're fucking <laughs> There goes all of the money you made on Buzzsaw getting his dick chopped in half. Like, it, you lost it all. Oh my god, that like screamer, like. It goes higher. Yeah. The, the more he cuts ah! through his balls. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of good attention to detail in this movie, I'll give you that. Yeah. They just didn't have all the. They weren't equipped to yeah, bring like, it to fruition in a lot of cases. Yeah, like it is a little claustrophobic in the sense that, like, it really is just like a couple sets. It is, yeah. Really, yeah, like. Once the movie gets going, it's like the studio, like where they are, like the outside, and I'm, and and like in like the in studio, like the like so, some random group of people at a bar watching. I think is another. Yeah, there's a locker room. Oh, but it's Jesse Ventura. Lot- there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in the locker room right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was like, great. 
when he's like walking through. Oh, yeah. he's so good. I was just hoping to see like some naked ass guy <laughs> right when he says that. The look on his face too when he realizes that he's being cut off and his mic's being cut, where he's just like, "Dude, I get like thirty seconds of this three-hour broadcast." You oh yeah, he he looked livid. It was the role he was born to play, <laughs> Captain Freedom. <laughs> you want more Captain? I want a Captain, Captain Freedom, Freedom movie, or, dude. Or, or, origin story. That would be great. Yeah, I'd watch that. Although I don't think he could do it now. Like you couldn't get no. Jesse Ventura to do it. Although they could de-age him and you know put a stunt double in there. But as long as it's his voice. Cracking jokes. That's all yeah. I really need. He can pull it off, I think. Yeah, he can fake <laughs> it. Just do the, the wire mesh over the, yeah. the stunt double. Save the digital map. I know we briefly mentioned it earlier to clarify to Brian that it did happen, but what did you guys think of the kiss ending? Did you like the... I don't the... know how we missed that. We didn't. We did There's no we. <laughs> I was looking... I. I gotta rewind. <laughs> I remember from previous watches that there's a kiss, but I swear I missed it this time. You did. Yeah. I don't know. I must. You have, must like, have been headbanging. There, the she goes into. Oh, I think I got tunnel. excited by the song, and I was moving my head. You around. were probably cl- you closed your eyes to take in the music, <laughs> the experience yeah. again. Yeah. Um, Spatial audio. There is a moment right before they split to go in different parties to infiltrate the TV studio. That it's like, okay, are they gonna kiss right here? Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, but there, but there's a look. There's it's a like look. we'll we'll get to that later on. Yeah. yeah. Take a rain check. Do we know if she's in anything else? I. She's so familiar. So she looks familiar. I feel like she may have been on soaps. Is she the girlfriend in White Man Can't Jump? No, that's Rosie Perez. Oh. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, she's in Predator too. Oh. oh. Uh, she plays Leona Cantrell. Uh, looks like Spanish language TV series, so maybe telenovelas. Predator 2, Sesame Street Monster in the Mirror. Oh my god. Um, So, Running Man was the big. What's your big opportunity? Yeah. I'm I'm seeing a lot of like random TV, a bunch of movies I've never heard of. She fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) She was good though. She was fine. She's, yeah. And the princess and the barrio boy. She had like a masculine quality well, she's like I... 80s hot you know what i mean explain <laughs> yes. she Found had the look you know yeah. that look where you're like you know she's got the teased hair slender and, and thin and you know tone to- mm-hmm. yeah tone and with the hair and eight minute abs <laughs> well no she's doing captain freedom's uh stalker workout oh yeah Bowflex. right <sighs> Bowflex. that's also bolted to the floor Right. Yeah, that I don't know. It was bolted to the floor just so that Arnold could lift it out of the floor. No, you yeah. need those. You need that bolt. Arnold's those bro- things Arnold's can tip over. It. You're dealing with all the resistance and everything. Those you can, you can get those things rocking. You don't want to be on the wrong side of a Bowflex when it's rocking. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's not in, inside the original setup and structure. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Attach cable, attach cable. Those are like the four screws that are left over when you're done putting it together. You don't know what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell you to put them into the floor, but I put yeah. them into the floor. Did we ever hear the jingle that she created? She was like, I made the jingle for a show or whatever. She had the Yamaha piano there. That's uh, right. We never heard it. She said, yeah, she said like the intro for ICS or something like that. I don't think we did. Because I think the only what song. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> 
I've, I love that. It's like, oh, it's my synthesizer. Like, it's like the most futuristic thing they can think of that could produce music in 1987. Like, yeah. Maybe she should artist. have a computer on her desk, you know? It's like, what is this? Oh, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. my theremin. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone in the future has Casio calculator watches. <laughs> yeah, again, one of those things where it's like, you get so much right about the future and accept all of the still very 80s tech yeah yeah it kind of makes you think like if you had to make a movie now about uh something 30 years in the future now that we're like i feel like you know uh, making a movie 30 years ago it's a lot more fun to think about the future now in the state that we're in now uh the future we know well because we're like kind of living in the future in a sense but like i don't like we know at this point there's not there's never going to be flying cars there's never going to be you know, time people see yeah, time travel. We know, like, a hundred years ago, we were convinced, like, there are flying cars, there's going to be time travel, there's going to be people flying around in pneumatic tubes to go to work. We know at this point that that's not going to happen. So, like, eh, a future, I mean, a future, if you were to make a 30-year now in the future, you're just going to – people are probably still going to have smartphones and, and everything's going to be done with computers. But they'll be It's all boiled down to like- that. Everything will get flatter. Everything will get a little smaller. Then we'll get a little bigger. Yeah. I feel like the chip won't come to like year 3000 type stuff. Yeah. Sodas will be $12. Well, I mean, I think we know enough now. I think we know enough now that we can predict more technology than back then. That's the thing. Well, and movies today, you can achieve crazier things. Whereas yeah. like back in the 80s with your budget, you're limited to if you want to show a computer, you have to show an actual current an Apple monitor. Apple 2GS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whereas now it'd be like minority report type stuff of like moving things with your fingers and projection models and but it'd be more yeah, everything is just green and blue squares on sets and they just digitize yeah, them exactly. later on because you could create yeah. literally anything now with cgi the way that you couldn't really yeah. do that back in 1987 like the newer blade runner did an excellent job of that and that's yeah. only set 2049 so really only like 30 years yeah yeah any other fun tidbits or any uh any other last minute thoughts you guys want to get out there before we wrap things up I need more Arnold beard in my life. Agreed. Yeah, he was rocking a really good beard. He the was in the beginning. He looked good during the prison break. Carrying that that uh that steel beam around. Oh, and he just, like, just tossed it, it like a like a Oof, like, like a, a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> no, the pencil he stabs that guy's back. Oh, no. oh, oh his which you which again is something that you just like you see a, a coming from a mile away. Oh yeah. When he grabs a pen and goes, sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right back. back. Yeah. Yeah. The laundry list of legalese for participating on the show right right here i'm your court appointed agent. yeah that's that's a fun little thing i was like <laughs> reading like his like you know contract to him but yeah i had fun fun movie for sure nice bridget she's nodding her head <laughs> is this yes. sitting better with you now yeah it's sitting okay well you didn't want to watch it no i just i didn't love it as much as i thought i might Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Do you think if you gave it another rewatch with the brain turned off mentality that you'd be able to overlook some of the more ridiculous elements and for what it is? Or is this kind of like... No, because I, I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have That's that not function? an option. Mm-hmm. You, um, you, said, you said you haven't seen Total Recall, right? I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've not seen it. I all think the way that's through. where maybe you're looking for or something that's a yeah. little more. I need something like a original, something refined. to chew on, something a little more that this is not that you can swallow so easily. Yeah, uh, and even like stuff like like RoboCop, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
more than this. Was, but even that had like was, more social commentary. And a shit. little bit more social commentary, a little bit more bite. Was it too dumb? No, it just it wasn't. It was very as, elementary. It was just. I don't know. It wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. <gasps> Sorry. Okay. Brian. This is like your opinion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no judgments on this show. Yeah, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I can very I very much have s- serious and popcorn mode on my brain, mm-hmm. uh, and this was full eleven on popcorn. Mm-hmm. So I just had a blast with all the the cheesy one liners and. We gotta stop. Explosions. We gotta start eating popcorn during these things. I know. <laughs> I know. There's there's severe lack of snacks. We'll, we'll we'll have to. I'm sorry. Well, we'll... when you're when you're in the hot seat, you bring the bag too. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> How many bags of popcorn would you guys give this one out of five? <laughs> three and a half. Yeah, solid four. four yeah, it's bags. like it's like a yeah bags. three three and a half yeah. three and a half bags of popcorn. Yeah, cool. it just it just passes the mark. Well, Brian, any last minute thoughts? Um, if I had to give it any bags of popcorn, I would choose to get that refillable tub <laughs> <laughs> that's made out of plastic that you think you want to bring home but the reality of bringing it home is just disgusting so i gotta get the metal ones i want to thank you guys for going on this journey with me and, and trusting me to, to to um recommend such such a movie and i'm glad that you guys liked it somewhat and it enriched your lives and you look back on this day fondly and it will inspire you to just reach for the stars and and just live your life. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Brian, for coming on the show once again. Always a hoot. Yes, always a delight to have you. We will get you back for something else. Uh, I'm sure we'll find something to put you on the list for, either in the hot seat or as a another piece of expertise in a movie that's very near and dear to your heart. Uh, but thank you again for coming on the show today. Um, and that'll do it for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m., on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of The Running Man. Where does this rank in the Arnold filmography? Is this better than Kazam by the same director? <laughs> do you think they nailed the future 100% correctly? What did they miss on? What do you really hope makes it into the future real world from The Running Man? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bridget. And thanks so much for listening.